Hello, my zebras and spoonies. Thanks for coming and visiting me today. I'm glad that you're here. Today is actually a holiday, admittedly one that most people have never heard of and one that few people celebrate. Today is the Festival of Sleep. It is also National Straw Drinking Day, Weigh-In Day, National Chocolate-Covered Cherry Day, and Humiliation Day. There are a lot of strange little-known holidays that are out there, and, well, most of them people don't know anything about or wouldn't have any idea how to celebrate. I've decided that I will be highlighting some of the ones that I think are either fun or that highlight important issues that should be discussed more often. If you'd like to know more about these strange little holidays, you can go to Days of the Year or Holiday Insights. Uh, because the strange fact of the matter is that there is a holiday on every day of the year, and on most days, there's actually more than one. But today, today is the Festival of Sleep. And the Festival of Sleep is all about celebrating sleep and reminding people about how important sleep is for good health. The research on the importance of sleep is pretty profound. Yet most people in America are still not getting the sleep that is needed. And it isn't a problem that is limited to just us Americans. Despite not really understanding why we need sleep, it is clear that we do really need it. Having adequate high quality sleep is important for both our biological and psychological wellness. Insomnia is associated with many adverse outcomes, including, but not limited to, increased infection rates, increased rates of chronic illnesses such as coronary artery disease or diabetes, increased risk of anxiety, increased risk for accidents, and a general increased risk of death of, for any reason at all. Uh, research reflects that high quality sleep is a protective factor, reducing the risk for negative emotional response when a person is under stress or is having pain. Restorative sleep is associated with a reduction in chronic pain. Well, there are a lot of unanswered questions in this research, such as, does the medical problem cause the sleep disturbance or vice versa? It is clear that getting adequate rest is very important. Stress is a significant factor in sleep disturbance. In fact, stress is considered the primary persistent psychological or primary insomnia. Uh, this means that if a doctor can't figure out what is causing your sleep disturbance, it is most likely because of stress. Um, those who work in a high-stress environment were found to have a 30% incidence of insomnia as compared to those in low-stress work environments who only had an incidence of around 5%. Having burnout is another major risk factor for insomnia, and it is arguable that it is simply another reflection of the impact of stress on our sleep. Lack of social support is another risk factor for insomnia, and that is suggestive that stress is a major impact on our sleep. If we think about what stress does to our bodies, it makes sense that it would have an impact on our sleep. In a medical or biological context, stress is a physical, mental, or emotional factor that causes bodily or mental tension. Stresses can be external from the environment, uh, psychological or social situations, or internal, such as illnesses or from a medical procedure. Stress can initiate the fight-or-flight response, a complex reaction of neurological and endocrinological systems. 
Stress increases the body's energy state, while sleep needs the body's energy state to be decreased. So it makes sense that stress would interfere with our sleep state. The first thing to mention when talking about improving sleep is that everything in our health is connected and about it's really about finding balance. Improving the symptoms of our chronic illnesses is likely to lead to improved sleep as the symptoms of our chronic illnesses are likely to be a factor in impaired sleep. Just like improving our sleep is likely to improve the symptoms of our chronic illness. Thus, it is often about first assessing where one is most likely to achieve improvements. It is always important to take a big picture look at things before trying to make changes in your care plan. Maybe tracking your insomnia directly isn't the best approach. Perhaps addressing your uncontrolled pain is the primary concern as it's impacting more than just your sleep. This is just something to keep in mind when you're considering ways to improve your sleep. Tackling the problem indirectly often has more positive results than tackling it head on. According to the American National Sleep Foundation, non-pharmacological treatment options are the preferred first choice of treatment for sleep problems. Pharmaceutical options should be prescribed after or in combination with a more durable non-pharmaceutical treatment. Non-pharmaceutical interventions can include cognitive behavioral therapy, sleep hygiene advice, relaxation exercises, and physical exercise. Research reflects that cognitive behavioral therapy with the use of mindfulness is the gold standard treatment for insomnia. In fact, it has been shown to be more effective than using education, you know, sleep hygiene advice, and physical activity or exercise combined. Additionally, this intervention has been shown to maintain its effectiveness for a year after the completion of the intervention. Insomnia begins with the discomfort of sleep itself, but as it continues, patients fall into a vicious cycle with negative thoughts related to their sleep. As such, those who experience chronic insomnia fall into a vicious cycle of increasing sleep worries worsens as the desire and effort to sleep also increases, which in turn leads to a strong desire to get more sleep and avoid daytime fatigue. Mindfulness corrects sequential cognitive and behavioral processes and can be a useful non-pharmaceutical intervention for insomnia. In many studies, mindfulness for insomnia has been proven with stability and efficacy. Since there are no known side effects from this treatment, the success rates are higher than any other form of treatment and the benefits are sustainable, this really should be the first line of treatment for insomnia. Relaxation exercises have been shown to be helpful with improving uh, sleep in some limited research. However, there isn't a good body of research to provide us with direction as to which methods would be the best to use. In general, the research on the use of relaxation methods to improve sleep really is lacking. Generally, relaxation exercises are lumped in under sleep hygiene for this reason. However, the principles behind this are fairly sound. As previously discussed, stress is a large impactor on sleep. Thus, logic indicates that practices that reduce your stress would also promote your sleep. Sleep hygiene includes the environmental and habit changes that promote good sleep. 
One intervention many providers use is to provide teaching related to sleep hygiene. However, you can easily educate your, yourself on sleep hygiene. You can even use the Sleep Hygiene Index, um, which is readily available online, to assess how well you are doing with your sleep hygiene. This short survey has been shown to be a good measurement of how well you are sleeping since the sleep hygiene indicators are directly correlated with insomnia. The basics of sleep hygiene include <clears throat> keep a consistent sleep schedule, create a relaxing routine around going to bed, don't use electronic devices while trying to sleep, limit caffeine intake, make your sleeping environment comfortable, Use your bed for nothing other than sleep or sex and limit napping and manage your stress before you go to sleep. Exercise has been shown to have a positive impact on our sleep. Although there is significant research surrounding sleep and exercise, um, they affect one another in multiple diverse populations. The specific physiological factors by which the two interact are still undefined. The fact is that we don't understand the function of sleep, let alone how other factors such as exercise interact with that function. It is also important to note that there is much variability in the research that results regarding the effect exercise has on sleep when that research is looking at the real world rather than in controlled conditions. How exercise should be administered and when it should be practiced is still under investigation, but there are several findings of significance that support the use of exercise as a means to improve sleep quality and quantity throughout the lifespan. One clear advantage to trying exercise to promote sleep is that it is associated with decreased use of sleep medication. It's also important to note that exercise has many other health benefits. In fact, one study found that having adequate exercise completely negated the risks associated with insomnia. While science is far from being able to provide all the answers about sleep, it is clear that it is an important factor in our health. Also keep in mind that you, <laughs> that you really are the best judge of whether or not you are getting good sleep. Like most things in medicine, improving your sleep is a matter of trial and error. Make some changes and see if they work. If you're struggling for a long time or have severe insomnia, consider seeing a sleep specialist to get treated. So yeah, sleep, <sighs> super important and we don't have all the answers, but happy festival of sleep day. Do your best to get the sleep that you should be. Thanks for visiting. And as always, I hope that you are well.